On May 19, 1962, Marilyn Monroe sang happy birthday to President John F. Kennedy. Happy birthday to you. Her performance and the very noticeable absence of Mrs. Kennedy fueled rumors that JFK and Monroe were hooking up. Less than three months later, Monroe would be found dead in her apartment. Her passing was officially listed as an overdose from sleeping pills, but years later, a document would surface that painted a whole different picture. It was the summary of a wiretapped conversation between reporter Dorothy Kilgallen, a close friend of Monroe's, and Hollywood agent Howard Rothberg, where Dorothy was venting about a conversation she just had with Marilyn about the Kennedys. JFK was told, you've got to stop seeing Marilyn Monroe. This is the world's most famous woman. So he tells Bobby, his brother, tell Marilyn I can't see her anymore. And Bobby starts up with her. And then he breaks it off. And now Marilyn Monroe is pissed. Her attitude is, these Kennedy brothers can't treat me like this. Who do they think I am? And she was so heartbroken by this that she was quote, threatening to hold a press conference and tell all. Referring to her pillow talk conversations with JFK, where he told her about secrets like how he'd visited an airbase for the purpose of inspecting UFOs from outer space. Monroe even told Kilgallen that she'd kept a diary of secrets where she wrote down all the details from these conversations. Think about what that diary could have said. You're Marilyn Monroe, you're sleeping with JFK. Yeah, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that could have gone into that diary. Well, that diary has never been found. At the bottom of this leaked memo were two key details. A signature from James Angleton, the chief of counterintelligence for the CIA. Remember this name because we're going to come back to him later. As well as the classification MJ-12, which stands for Majestic 12, a secret group of government officials tasked with maintaining the UFO cover-up. This would be the first of many documents leaked pointing to a connection between JFK and UFOs. Which is a CIA memo dated the day before she was found dead, August 4th, 1962. For me personally, the more I looked into this, the deeper the rabbit hole got. For instance, Dorothy Kilgallen, the reporter friend of Monroe, she was a known firm believer in UFOs and aliens from outer space because she'd actually wrote in an article in 1955, British scientists and airmen, after examining the wreckage of a mysterious flying ship, are convinced that these strange aerial objects are not obstacle illusions or Soviet inventions, but are actually flying saucers which originate on another planet. The source of my information is a British official of cabinet rank who prefers to remain unidentified. Mysteriously, years later after JFK died, she was one of the first reporters to start investigating. So in the aftermath of Kennedy's assassination, she was the only journalist to interview Jack Ruby, the guy who shot Lee Harvey Oswald when Oswald was being led out of the Dallas police station. He always said to Dorothy Kilgallen, they injected me with cancer and he did die of a very rapid cancer while in custody. And the most mind-blowing part of this all, Kilgallen herself was also found dead in her apartment from an accidental overdose on alcohol and sleeping pills, ironically very similar to what happened to Marilyn Monroe, leading many people to believe that Kilgallen herself was also silenced because she had started digging too deep into what actually happened to JFK. And all of her key documents were missing when she died. Now, unless you were born yesterday, you probably already know what happened to JFK in Dallas in 1963. And you've probably also heard about the official government investigation into this called the Warren Commission, where they concluded JFK was shot and killed by Lee Harvey Oswald. The motives behind why JFK was shot are still not clear, and there was no evidence of a conspiracy to kill the president from any official within the U.S. government. Yet, over the years, five of the seven Warren Commission members even expressed their own skepticism about those findings, causing decades of debate over why JFK was actually shot. But my friend, this is just the tip of the iceberg, so let's dig a little deeper and follow the paper trail. Speaking of 
speaking of, if you're new here, hit that subscribe button. Now, to unpack JFK's UFO connection, we've got to go back to 1984 when a thick manila envelope was mailed to filmmaker Jamie Shandera. It was postmarked from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and it had no return address. Inside the envelope was another envelope that had an envelope inside of that one like Russian dolls, eventually leading to a 35 millimeter roll of undeveloped film in a black canister, which when developed showed a document that was labeled top secret magic eyes only and read briefing document operation majestic 12 prepared for president-elect dwight d eisenhower eyes only november 16th 1952 it then goes on and describes details of a crash flying saucer from roswell new mexico in 1947 the subsequent contact with ets and a secret group of 12 government officials known as the majestic 12 who were tasked with maintaining this cover-up of what happened in roswell let's say you're a president i come up to you and i say mr president we've recovered technology and bodies that don't seem to have come from this planet. What do you do with that? Are you going to tell the world? Bad idea. Do you want to tell the Russians that we've got this exotic technology? So what would you do? You would say, okay, we're going to form this group for now, just for now. We call it MJ-12 and we're going to figure this out. On this document was a list of 12 names. The names included people like Roscoe Hillencoder, first ever director of the CIA, Dr. Vannevar Bush from the Manhattan Project, who once referred to UFOs as the most highly classified subject in the US government, even higher than the H-bomb. And the most interesting one was James Forrestal, the first ever Secretary of Defense for the United States, a position that was literally created for Forrestal, ironically, just two months after the Roswell incident and only one week before MJ-12 was formed. Yes, MJ-12 was created in the aftermath of Roswell. At the same time, the CIA was formulated and then MJ-12. It all happened at once. Here's why this is interesting. James Forrestal also happened to be a close friend and mentor to John F. Kennedy, who was a Naval Intelligence Officer on Forrestal's personal staff at the time. There's even pictures of the two of them flying into Germany months after World War II ended to assess the situation and help decide what to do with a post-war Germany. And both JFK and Forrestal even wrote the details about this trip in their personal journals, where they described seeing advanced submarines and craft that the Germans were working on. Germans during World War II were absolutely interested in some very advanced physics and unconventional physics too. And I do think that the Germans were interested in flying disc technology. One of these German scientists was Hermann Oberth, known today as the father of modern day rocketry, who's been quoted saying this about German technology. We cannot take the credit for our record advancement in certain scientific fields alone. We have been helped by people of other worlds. And so when the flying saucer wave hit the United States in 47, we have documents discussing how the Air Force was talking to German people that were brought over, basically saying, does anyone know what these things could like, did you guys have anything to do with this? Point being, it's likely that Forrestal learned about UFOs and extraterrestrials at the end of World War II, and given their close relationship, JFK likely knew what Forrestal knew. Forrestal could not not have been interested in UFOs. It would not have been possible. Unfortunately, this story doesn't end well for Forrestal because two years after MJ-12 was formed, President Truman pointed out that he started developing nervous habits and tics and thought he may have been suffering from a nervous breakdown. He developed these nervous habits. He started saying I'm being followed by these foreign looking men. But Forrestal, he actually did have people following him and he had a lot of political enemies. So he forced Forrestal to resign as the Secretary of Defense and had him immediately committed to the Bethesda Medical Hospital against his will. It's also rumored that Forrestal was essentially being held prisoner because he wanted to reveal the truth about UFOs and didn't like that everything was being covered up. So after he was forced to resign, he was essentially a loose end. While he's in the hospital, only a few people are allowed to see him. One was Harry Truman, the president. One was 
Lyndon Baines Johnson, the most deadly, dangerous, evil president we have ever had. And then John F. Kennedy visited Forrestal. Really? And during his stay, Forrestal kept begging for them to allow his brother Henry Forrestal to come visit him, as well as two different priests. And these requests were denied every time. Henry Forrestal was absolutely pissed. He didn't like the fact that his brother was locked up in this place. And he said, I'm just getting him the hell out of here. I'm going in Monday morning. And if you try to stop me, I'm going to raise hell. Unfortunately, that night, hours before his brother would arrive, James Forrestal fell to his death from the 16th floor of the building. And the Navy immediately said, well, yeah, he just took his own life. And no one really questioned it. But his brother Henry always felt that there was foul play involved because the circumstances around how he died were very suspicious. This is so bizarre. Supposedly tied his bathrobe cord to his neck really tightly and then tied the other end to a radiator by this window in the hallway and then crawls out this little window. The cord loosens off the radiator and he just falls to his death. We know for a fact that he tried to get back in. There are scuff marks outside that window. What was most fishy of all is that in the moments before he died, he was copying down a classical poem into his personal journal. And before he randomly stood up and jumped out the 16th floor window, he decided to stop writing in the middle of a word halfway through the poem. I don't know how much sense that makes to anyone. It doesn't make any sense to me. What makes a lot of sense is if you see that this guy is becoming a major security risk, which he would be. Which could also be the reason why no priests were allowed to visit him because a Catholic confessional might risk him disclosing sensitive national security information. In fact, one of the priests that Forrestal kept asking for by name was Father Sheely, who himself thought that Forrestal was silenced because when he'd arrived to the hospital after Forrestal died, a corpse man approached him through the crowd and said in a low, tense voice, Father, you know Mr. Forrestal didn't kill himself, don't you? But before Sheely could respond, the man walked away and disappeared into the crowd. And if this was in fact a hit job, it's likely the first of many that can be traced back to MJ-12. Which brings up the question, did JFK want to reveal UFO information? The answer to that question is actually much darker than you think. Real quick, I wanna give a huge shout out to Richard Dolan. When I hit him up for this video, he said he almost never does interviews, but his wife Tracy was such a huge fan of our videos that he was willing to sit down and talk with me about JFK and the UFO cover up, where we went deep for an effortless three and a half hours. If you wanna watch that interview, I've just posted the uncut full version with timestamps on my brand new Patreon, which I'm officially announcing right now for the first time. So if you already love these stories, I'm gonna be posting long form unedited discussions over there every single month. The link is in the description below, so go check it out. Now back to the video. You see, JFK became president in 1961, right after President Eisenhower, who we already discussed before, was briefed on MJ-12 and ETs in the early 50s. But what most people don't know is that towards the end of his own presidency, he himself started to get shut out by MJ-12 and the CIA because the president is essentially a temporary employee who's only gonna be in office for a small period of time. And that's likely why he said in his final speech as president just months before JFK took office, In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. Only two days after this speech and one day before JFK was inaugurated, Eisenhower and Kennedy met privately, where it's very likely that Eisenhower went deeper into what he meant because when JFK took office, one of his first speeches as president, he said, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society, and we are as a people inherently and historically 
historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. And no official in my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts that they deserve to know. John F. Kennedy's basic problem, he actually acted as though he was running things. And what he probably didn't fully appreciate is that America was no longer the old-fashioned republic. It was an empire, and it had to be run like an empire. So he made himself an enemy of the entire national security establishment. It's no mystery that JFK really despised the CIA. Specifically, he didn't like Alan Dulles, who was the director of the CIA. In fact, one of the many majestic documents is a letter that JFK personally sent to Alan Dulles in summer 1961 with the subject line, Review of MJ-12 Intelligence Operations as they relate to Cold War Psychological Warfare Plans, saying just one sentence. I would like a brief summary from you at your earliest convenience. Dulles would respond by November of that year with a letter of his own, saying that UFOs were nothing more than Russian propaganda designed to spread distrust within the government. Also saying it's possible that UFO cases could be from non-terrestrial origins, but regardless, they quote, don't pose a physical threat to national defense, and for reasons of security, I cannot divulge pertinent data on some of the more sensitive aspects of MJ-12 activities. In other words, Dulles denied the whole thing altogether. Kennedy hated the CIA. They got him into the Bay of Pigs fiasco as soon as he became president. That was a total disaster that he inherited from them. He had to clean up the mess and basically tried to decapitate the CIA after that. JFK would get so pissed off after the Cuban Missile Crisis that he forced Alan Dulles to resign. And even though Alan Dulles was out of the CIA, this in itself didn't break his ties with MJ-12. And there's a memo that surfaced that I personally believe is 100% true. A classified memo that was drafted by Alan Dulles himself. The memo was nine pages long, had burn markings on it like it had been pulled from a fire, and attached to it was a cover letter that read, I am a retired CIA counterintelligence officer who worked for Jim Angleton from blank, secret files, blank, sensitive files that would connect MJ-12 to JFK's murder. This document did not exist officially and has never been disclosed within the agency. Alan Dulles was very fearful of disclosure to unauthorized channels and leaks in the White House. I literally snatched the directives from the fire and have kept them safe from review. To allow a review would compromise future directors and put the agency in a difficult position. So what does this mean? Well, remember James Angleton, chief of counterintelligence for the CIA and signature from the Marilyn Monroe document? After his death in 1987, it said that his personal files had information that was so sensitive, it was just much easier to burn them all. Adding credibility to the fact that this burned memo could have been pulled from one of those fires. And it reads, as you know, Lancer, Kennedy's secret service name, has made some inquiries regarding our activities, which we cannot allow. Please submit your views no later than October. Your action to this matter is critical to the continuance of this group. Then on page seven, there's the following sentence. When conditions become non-conducive for growth in our environment and Washington cannot be influenced any further, the weather is lacking any precipitation. It should be wet. Wet meaning blood, indicating Kennedy is not going to cooperate on this whole matter of UFOs. We have to take him out. That's clearly the implication of the burned memo. And if this is legit, this is to date the only tangible piece of evidence that points to an actual motive behind JFK's death. Which brings us to the final piece of the puzzle, actual proof that JFK wanted to reveal UFO secrets. In fact, he actually wanted to share these secrets with the Soviet Union specifically. The idea being, what if we don't coordinate things with the Soviets on this matter, and there's a UFO sighting that they think is a US missile, and this inadvertently starts World War III. And if you think about it, one key aspect of the Cold War entirely was the space race to the moon, which was essentially started when JFK gave a speech challenging NASA to put man on the moon before the end of the decade. We choose to go to the moon. 
We choose to go to the moon. JFK actually wanted to create a joint space program with the Soviet Union. And proof of this claim comes from a memo that was released through the Freedom of Information Act. The letter had the subject line, cooperation with the USSR on outer space matters. This is a majestic document that Kennedy certainly did write. That was dated November 12th, 1963. So 10 days before he was assassinated. And the letter read, I would like you to assume personally the initiative and central responsibility within the government for the development of a program of substantive cooperation with the Soviet Union in the field of outer space. You have to ask yourself, can he be relied on to keep his mouth shut about all things that he knows, including UFOs? I don't think they felt that they could, so they had to deal with it. On the same day, he sent a separate letter to the CIA with the subject line, classification review of all UFO intelligence files affecting national security, and said, I have instructed James Webb to develop a program with the Soviet Union joint space and lunar explorations. It would be very helpful if you would have the high threat UFO cases reviewed with the purpose of identification of bona fides as opposed to classified CIA and US Air Force sources to arrange a program of data sharing with NASA where unknowns are a factor. And 10 days later in Dallas, Texas, JFK would meet his fate, spurring decades of controversy and intriguing the minds of millions. So, you know, the question is, is that the reason Kennedy was killed? I look at Kennedy's assassination as, uh, <laughs> there was once the mystery writer, Agatha Christie, and she wrote Murder on the Orient Express. And in that novel, the guy he's killed on a train and they're trying to figure out who did it. Spoiler alert, everyone did it. Everyone hated this guy. So that's Kennedy. There were all of these reasons the national security state wanted Kennedy out. UFOs is one of those reasons. And here's what's funny about presidents and UFOs. Years later, when Bill Clinton became president, he joked that the first question he asked when getting to the White House was what happened to JFK and what happened to Roswell? I bet he never could have imagined that what happened to JFK may have happened because of what happened at Roswell. Clinton is likely one of the many presidents who was shut out from the truth about UFOs after JFK. Take President Reagan, for example. He personally saw a UFO and was a firm believer in aliens. But once he got to the White House, he completely changed his tune because he was likely intimidated from talking about them altogether. And I tell the entire story of what happened in this video right here. Go check it out.